0: and we are live hi and welcome to episode 52 of tlc tech learn coffee we are now powered by q that's so exciting to say that's the first time we've gotten to say that um so i am your host lisa nowakowski i am a fifth grade teacher in south monterey county here in california
1: and i'm nancy minikotsi an instructional tech coach in northwest l.a county and as Lisa said, we are excited to announce that as of May 1st, we are now powered by Q. Yay! And we are looking forward to the next six months to see where this journey takes us.
0: I'm so excited about that. Um, and just a reminder, our, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that.
1: All right. So tonight's coffee fact. Did you know that coffee was the first... Few, yeah or perhaps not. Uh, Coffee was the first food to be freeze-dried for commercial sales. So that was pretty exciting. Um, Tonight's guest is Dale Plotsky and he is going to be talking to us about repurposing Google Maps to map learning. So Dale, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Dale Plotsky. Uh, I live in Lima, Peru. I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I'm a learning and innovation coach at Colegio Franklin Delano Roosevelt, like I said, in Lima, Peru. And, uh, yeah, I've been here for five years. Lima's an incredible, wild city. And I like surfing, and I like poodles.
1: <laughs> well, I, that's eclectic. I like that, too. Very good. I've <laughs> always wanted to go to Peru. So, um, Lisa's been. No, I haven't. No. Ecuador. Ecuador. All right, so... You say, we can repurpose Google Maps to map learning. What do you mean yeah. by that?
2: So I'm doing a project. It's a Google Innovator project. And it's called Edpins. And the idea is this. Um, every school on Earth, and I mean every school on Earth is that exists in a physical sense is on Google Maps. And they all have a card where you can leave a review, leave photos, Leave videos, leave live links, and share what's happening in your classroom. And I'm trying to take that space and not use it to rate a school, because you can't say a school is two stars, a school is five stars because of the experience you, you had there. You need to, you know, the schools are very complex places. I'm trying to take that space and use it as basically like a little classroom web page what are you doing in your classroom that's unique, beautiful, innovative, uh, engaging learning for the 21st century?
1: And would people then be able to see that, go on Google Maps and see the pins?
2: That's the idea. So we have this, it, they kind of exist in two places. You can go on to edpins.org and actually see a world map of every school that's ever been contributed and kind of zoom in on your area and then find the schools that are very close to you and see you know, who are your neighbors. Uh, but alternatively, yes, you take your actual review of your school and you post it to the real Google Maps. And so if someone looks up your school online, they're going to see information about your classroom about the unique learning that is happening at your school. And the way that, the, like I said, kind of, I hinted at this before, the way the space currently being used is not working. So uh, there's usually three types of reviews right now. So the first one I like to say is, Empty praise where people say, oh, the best school I've ever been to. I love Mr. Pulaski's class. This is 100 percent. This is the greatest place on earth. That's type one. Type two is the exact opposite. Usually there's very foul stuff being said, almost like actively deriding your school and like trying to libel it and bring it down. And then number three is just empty star reviews. And people say this is a one star school or a three star school or a five star school without actually explaining why and you can't rate schools that way that's not what makes a school great uh so i'm trying to take that kind of subjective opinion about a school and convert it into an objective description of learning
1: and so that's all that's on um your ed pins project so can you give us some examples of projects that have been submitted to ed pins
2: oh i have a lot of examples so Once a quarter, once a season, we try and take like a few really standout submissions and highlight them in a newsletter or a a monthly kind of recap of the best stuff that's come in. Uh, And some of the ones that came in this month is there's a school in Texas called uh, Neiman Park High School, and they are running, uh, it's called Rachel's Challenge, and basically what it is, it's a way to commemorate some of the, the victims of the Columbine shooting, and they work to promote kindness in schools. And so the teacher there was talking about all the work they're doing to build kindness in the community with their kids. Uh, alternatively, on more of the learning side of it, we have teachers showing how can you start up like a project-based learning environment in your classroom? And what are some of the key mindsets and skills you need to go about doing that? And so we had a, a teacher from the school in Japan, AISJ, American International School of Japan. And uh, he was talking about what are some if you were going to go down the PBL route, what are some of the important ideas and mindsets that you need to know if you're going to start changing your teaching that way. All of these people would love to talk to you about the work that they're doing. They'd love to share their clubs with you. And they're all contactable. And you can actually just go onto their school's Google map page and actually learn about their projects uh, right there as well.
1: So that sounds really great, like a way to make actual connections between teachers. Um, And you can go on and see who's interested, ask questions, answer questions. So how does that work in terms of the teacher-to-teacher connection?
2: Well, a big part of the project is the idea of kind of taking ownership of your words online. It's kind of promoting that uh, real world positive digital citizenship to our kids. So I like to ask teachers, look, if you want to talk about your school or you want to talk about your classroom, it's kind of important that you put your name on those words. So what a teacher would do would go to edpins.org and they would click on submit and they would basically fill out a very kind of structured form that uh, gathers information in a way that allows us to track and sort and organize uh, those submissions. Then a little bit of autocrat magic and spreadsheet magic happens behind the scenes and your custom EdPins entry gets emailed to you. And then you take that entry and you yourself from your Google account, post it on Google Maps uh, with your links, your photos, and any content that you wanna share. And you basically put it out there to the world. And then the entire time I'm in contact with you and I can kind of help put you in contact with other teachers that have similar interests or that are very close to you in the region. And we can kind of build those connections that way.
1: So do you actually put the people together? Are you the matchmaker behind the scenes?
2: If there's a natural fit, I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, But like I said, I like to let the the map that we have on the project do a lot lot of the work for me. So I like to let people empower people to go there and to search the regions around them and find, you know, you might have someone that's just a couple blocks away that is doing similar or very interesting work that you want to meet up with. And then the other way that I kind of like to en masse uh, pair people together is, like I said, through the newsletter, where you can get into in-depth detail about some of the more unique projects that have come in, or maybe kind of identify leaders in certain areas. Each newsletter has a theme to it. So like service learning or innovative teaching. And that way you can really quickly identify three or four regional leaders in that area.
1: Well, that sounds great so you said this is a google innovator project and usually those start small and then grow where do you see this going
2: that's a good question uh so where i'm at in the project right now is everything's up and running and uh, but i need more schools to participate i want to connect more educators and i really want this idea to grow uh, so i'm going to spend the next six months really working on growing the project and getting more schools involved i'd love to have an entire district involved and have every school in one geographical area using this idea Uh, i would love to start reaching out to students and getting you know implanting this in students minds that you can use your school's google map page to promote your unique learning projects in a way that's safe and controlled And then my ultimate kind of dream goal is to bring this to the people at Google Maps. And I feel like if you, when you click on a movie theater in Google Google Maps, it'll tell you the phone number and it'll tell you the address. And it'll even tell you, you know, if you're looking for a movie theater, you probably wanna go see a movie. And so these are the four movies that are playing today. I would like to see something similar with schools that if you look at a school's Google map entry, you're also going to see little bit about the learning that happens and what makes it a unique, special environment? What are some examples of the learning that happens at that particular school? So my goal is also over the next year is to try and bring this to the attention of uh, different stakeholders, of Google Maps and the local guides, and maybe just talk about a way that this can be kind of started to work into the system a little bit more. There's a really interesting uh, program coming up, or really a meetup happening in San Francisco in October called Connect Live. And for people who have interesting ideas about using Google Maps, it's a, ta- a chance to go and meet the development team in San Francisco and actually sit down with them for a couple of days. So I've submitted the project to that particular initiative. And if it gets accepted, then that might be a starting point.
1: Well, that would be great. So you could actually meet with the people at Google Maps and you know, see this on a bigger, bigger scale. So if teachers want to get involved. Fingers
2: crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah
1: if people want to get involved what do they do do they just go to edpins.org and fill out the form
2: yeah very simply i mean you can go to edpins.org click on submit and go ahead and log all of the information needed to create a uniform edpins entry but really kind of the powerful part about edpins is it's just an idea like i can't um if you want have a different way of seeing how to use Google maps to support learning to connect learning. It's it's totally fair game. This is an open source platform, right?
1: Well, that's the first for TLC Ninja. Hopefully, Dale (laughs) can come back. (laughs) Are you there? I'm here. Okay, we, uh, you, we lost your feed there for a minute, so we did not hear the answer as to um, how teachers can get involved once they go to uh, edpins.org.
2: Yeah, so you can navigate to edpins.org and there's a, all of the information related to the, web, the project is there. There's a tab at the top called Submit, and if you click on that tab, it's going to walk you through all of the steps needed to submit your school, your classroom, your learning project to edpins. Uh, Usually I'll send you your official submission a few hours or maybe at the most one day after you hit submit. And then we also are on Twitter and Twitter kind of tracks submissions as they come in chronologically and also changes and updates the program as well. So either one of those ways is a great uh, way to find out more and to get involved with the project.
1: Well, that sounds very exciting. Lisa was saying how she can't wait. She loves this idea and can't wait to see where it goes and I have to say. I think it's great because we, you know, we both love maps, and I think this is just such a unique and different way of using them, and to encourage uh, connections between teachers. I think it's, I think it's got a lot of possibilities, and I hope you get into the Connect Live and kind of see where where everything goes.
2: It's a really cool idea, and you know what? I kind of think that even though I've started this little project. I know that there's stuff I'm missing. I know that there's other ways that are out there of using it. And if anyone ever wants to get in contact with me and discuss this idea further, I would love to talk. Because this is a, a very powerful idea that I think is just kind of bubbling to the surface.
1: Oh, well, that is great. So that, our time is up. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts or any other, uh, any ideas you'd like to share as we close out?
2: I would just like to invite everyone who's watching uh, to go to edbins.org, click submit and contribute the beautiful, unique learning happening at your school to the project.
1: Oh, well, that's great. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight. Um, And to all our listeners, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. And tonight's comment question is, what is your favorite use for Google Maps? Join us at a special time in two weeks on Monday, May 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific. Our guest will be Wanda Chiral who will be talking to us about sketch noting for non-artists.
0: And please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. Remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in the classrooms. So if you know somebody who fits the bill or if you'd like to be our guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. And again, we are proud to be Coward by Q. So be sure to check them out and all the great posts that are on at um, on.q.org. Thanks for listening.